Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on where you are in the world. This is Augie of the Blago Blabber podcast. I would like to welcome everyone to yet another episode of the show. Today's show is going to be uh, predicated on Manchester City versus Red Star Belgrade or Tivana Zvezda in the first match day of Champions League football. Champions League is back. Yesterday was the first day back, and we had some doozy matchups. A lot of goals scored, actually. There's a ton of matches with three, four plus goals. So um, a lot of scoring uh, took place last night uh, in the Champions League. You have Lazio's goalkeeper scoring in the 94th minute to give them a draw against Atletico Madrid. Probably one of my favorite plays in football is when a goalkeeper scores. Honestly, it's it's one of the best things I think that could happen in football. And it's obviously always towards the last minute of the match where they push everyone forward and you need a result. Whether that's a draw or if you need a win to get through depending on aggregate or whatever the case may be. But yeah, enough of that. I wanted to get into this game very quickly. Um, starting lineup for Red Star, we had Omri Glazer in goal. As the center backs, we had Dragovic, Rodic, and I want to say Rodic, or sorry, Dragovic, Rodic, and uh, Jiga as the center backs. Then you had... Stefan Mitrovic as a wingback and Rodic as the other wingback in the midfield. You had um, Huang and Stamenic. And then you had Ivanic, who's a little bit more up the pitch. And uh, NDI, and that's the starting 11. And Bukhari on, on the wing as well. I should say Bukhari was on one wing and, and Mitrovic was on the other. Um, so that was the starting... 11. Uh, surprise was, I think, Jiga starting as a center back. I thought he was impressive. I thought he was really good last night, considering it's his first time playing in a Red Star kit and against the opponent that he played, Manchester City, the best team in the world. So I think that he sh- did a very good job yesterday. Um, in terms of surprise, I don't know if it's a surprise that uh, NDI started, but I think it was a surprise that uh, Jean-Philippe Crasseau didn't start which he was brought in as a big-time signing. He didn't start last night. He didn't start the previous match against Trukaricki, which was... That one wasn't a surprise because we all kind of thought that he was going to start against Manchester City. So it was a surprise that he didn't end up starting uh, last night. And then the players that came on, I'm going to go through a little bit later on um, in this podcast. But uh, Omri Glazer was... I understand that Rodri was the man of the match and it should be the man of the match should be a player from the the winning team. And apart from Omri Glazer's one mistake that he made, I, I thought he was exceptional. Uh he made three or four world class stops. First was actually Rodri that was he was almost one on one with uh Omri Glazer. And I'm surprised he kinda he just took the shot and I mean, Glazer is standing in the middle of the net and he just kind of took the shot straight at him, which w- it was a little bit high, so Glazer had to get his hand up to kind of save it. Um, but if he picked any corner, he would have he would have had the goal. Uh, he would have scored one hundred percent. So that was an exceptional stop. There was one off a corner kick, which was later on in the match, the first half as well. Uh, headed, I can't remember who headed it exactly, but it was to the goalkeeper's left side. He kind of batted it to the to the left side. 
uh, really good stop as well. And then the header from, I believe, was Phil Foden off a cross, which was also from probably three or four meters out. And that was an exceptional stop because his reflexes had to be really good. Same as same as the first stop on on um, on Rodri. Absolutely outstanding reflexes. One thing I'll say is the team defended very well in terms of getting blocking shots. Like Manchester City had, let me check. I think it was I think it was thirty seven shots on 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 goal, thirty seven shots shot attempts. That's a lot. And 70-30 possession. So 37 shot attempts. Glazer set the record for most shots stopped, which was 13. So 13 shots stopped and 10 saved inside the box. And he uh, prevented 1.75 goals being scored. So almost two goals. And he had a 9-4... 9.4 uh, sofa score rating. So this is off the sofa score uh, site, which was, I mean, without him, this is, this is in in the category of seven, eight, probably. I want to say, a lot of goals would have been scored if not for him. So, so the, so the as a team defended extremely well. I think that Mihailovic, Rodic. And Jiga blocked a lot of shots. I think there was a lot of nonsense or no nonsense defending. If the ball is in the box, you get rid of it. One thing I'll say about um, uh, Jiga, who got the first start, he tried to dribble as the last man. I don't care if you're the best center back in the world. You don't dribble as as the last man. He's lucky he got off the hook and it didn't cost us a goal. Um. I think his passing in the first first half of the first half, if you want to say, was a little off, which is understandable. He hasn't played with a lot of these guys in in matches. I mean, it's one thing to train with these guys, but it's a totally different to play in a, in an actual match. And once he got the jitters out, I think he was very good. Um, I'll get to him on the the goal that Manchester City scored in the second half, but um, like I said. The defending was was excellent. The, the thing that I'll say is this. When Red Star did get the ball in the first half, which wasn't very often, we made the easiest passes seem very difficult. And I think that kind of comes with not having much of the ball and then getting kind of excited when you get it that you don't really know what to do with it anymore. And it's like you haven't kicked the ball in so long because the opposition has it that your weighted passes just aren't very good. And they're off target. It's behind guys. It's way ahead of guys. There was one play where I think I think it was Bukhari who actually hit Ivanich in the backside. And it pretty much started a counterattack for Manchester City. Which they didn't score off of. But clearly, it's it, it, it just things like that. And that's the, part, that's, the, that's the stuff that drives me crazy. Like I, I understand that this is the best team in the world. But you still have to be able to do the basics. And I think we could have tr- created another two or three chances if we just did the simple right, the simple things right. And not too much to ask for. The goal. So it started with Omri Glazer uh, taking a goal kick. Can't remember who headed it down to uh, Huang. Huang headed it to Ivanich, and Ivanich first time sent 
Osman Bukhari one-on-one with Ederson. Great finish by Bukhari. The only thing that sucks, they had to go to VAR, so the celebration wasn't quite what you'd expect. I mean, they still celebrated once VAR came back that it was an, that it was a goal, but it's it's a little different once once VAR gets involved and then you got to kind of do everything again. But excellent. I've always said, no matter if you have, and I said this in my in my um, match recap that I posted on on YouTube, you can have ten percent possession against a, a, a team in a football match. 10% possession. You're going to create at least one chance to score a goal. It's going to happen. Very, very rarely. A team could lose 7-0, but I guarantee you that they had one or two chances where they could have scored. That's just football. I've always said this. This has always been the thing. Remember the Celtic match against Barcelona a number of years back? I think Celtic had something like 12% possession, and they won 1-0. It's things like that, that that should give teams hope. And that's what exactly what Red Star did. Didn't have too much of the ball, especially in the first half. Like this 30% possession in, overall, I think is flattering. I think in the first half, it must have been like 20. And they made good on that one chance. Holland, they tried to do their best on him as much as they possibly can. I mean, anytime he doesn't score, it feels like the team opposing team should celebrate because it just doesn't happen very often. I mean, the guy scores 40 goals a season, 50. And he had a crossbar, he hit the woodwork in the first half, and he was very frustrated by the end of the match. And he was frustrated because he couldn't score. I think that Dragovic and Jiga did an excellent job on him. He's always gonna he's he's always gonna have chances, but you just can't let him score. You have to you have to get in the way, you have to just be a pest. And I think we did a great job of that. Uh, I think NDI, even though we didn't see too much of him in the first half, what we did see is his hold up play and his willingness to get back and defend. So we defended basically with 10 men behind the ball, which is what you'd expect. I think he did a great job of that. He got fouled a few times. Um, His strength is very good. He hasn't scored yet, which I'm not really concerned about yet. This is only his second match. So I'm not worried about that as of yet, but encouraging factors with him going forward. Now we skip to the second half. Lead was short-lived. Um, Julian Alvarez and Holland combined one, two and Julian Alvarez gets the goal. Excellent goal. Like hit, the more you watch the re- the more I watch the replay, the more I appreciate how good the goal is because he kind of got sent one-on-one with Ormig Glazer, and then he took the ball and went right, but he didn't really, his first touch wasn't that great. And then the second touch to kind of put it, um, past Ormig Glazer was, he just kind of tipped it just a little bit enough to get over the line. Now, I think Jigga could have reacted a little bit better. I think if he's kind of slide tackled, he could have saved the goal or prevented it. That's just my opinion. It just looked very weird. Like I'm watching the replay and he's he's basically standing beside the ball and Jigga that is. And I feel like even if he just lunged at it, he could have prevented the goal from happening. And again, Red Star scores at the perfect time. You want to score a goal either right before halftime or right after halftime. And then they concede right after halftime. So basically, you know, we scored when we were supposed to and we conceded when we weren't. And that's in the 47th minute. Uh, second half was much of the same pretty much from, from Man City. Uh, Bernardo Silva obviously went off in the first half if you watch the match. I think it was something like the 30th minute. I don't know. The more I... 
the the more I watch him coming off, he looks kind of disappointed, but not injured disappointment and disappointed, more like tactical disappointed. And I haven't looked up to see if he's injured or anything like that. I haven't done that today, but he looked disappointed. So I don't know. And, and this is why I think he was injured because everything that uh, City did or a lot of what City did ran through Foden and Bernardo Silva. And they were creating a lot. So I don't think it's that he was like, you know, kind of like anonymous in the match and we didn't see him anywhere. Him and Foden were doing a lot of the work. And then Julian Alvarez, if you want to add to that, and Rodri and like everyone was doing their part, basically. So I don't know too much what happened. And honestly, I haven't looked it up. But when Doku came on, he was he's very good. I haven't seen too much of Doku, but excellent player. Fast, technical, has to work on his finishing, but very good player. And he gave us, it was really a handful. Um, Omri Glazer, another, I would say, another great two stops. One was off a shot that he poorly handled, um, that he kind of let out of his hands. And then Holland tried to get the rebound and Glazer kind of stood tall and was able to block it. That was an excellent save. And another one was off Holland. It was off a cross that Holland um, got behind and Glazer saved with his feet. Uh, just two exceptional stops again. So that's we're already up to four stops that were very, very, very good. And then the second goal, I mean, uh, a stupid foul about... 20 yards away from goal to the left side and Julian Alvarez I, I still I guess it was a shot I, I, I assume it was a shot Glazer goes to box the ball and it hits his hand and goes into the back of the net and I hate that this happened for him because he was having such a good game and the jury out on Glazer was, when he came here, he's an excellent one-on-one goalkeeper. There's a lot of things that he, his distribution is very good, which we saw in the first goal. His distribution to, uh, I forget who he booted it to. I think it might have even been Bukhari. Distribution is very good. Uh, the one thing about him is his handling of the ball is not that great. And that's exactly what we saw. And the more I watch the replay, the more I think that he should have just gone up with two hands and, and just collected the ball. Not even tried to you know, poke it to the side or save it or whatever the case may be, just to fully catch the ball because I think he had more than enough time. And this is why I said, I don't know if Julian Alvarez was really having a, a shot on net. I think it was more so just kind of flown up there for, for Holland and someone to head in. I think Ruben Diaz was still on. Yeah, Ruben Diaz was still on at this point. So I think it was for one of them and it just kind of, almost like it kept flying, flying, flying and then Glazer, you know, tries to box the ball and it goes in the back of the net. And I felt sorry for him. And he knew right away it was his fault. He just put his hand up and everyone, all the players kind of came around him and gave him a little tap and said, it's all right, you know, stuff happens. But that was probably the turning point. Because I wonder, that's around the 60th minute mark. It's exactly 60 minute. Now they're looking at the goals. If, if City doesn't score in the next four or five minutes, I think it's a little bit of a different game. Do they get a second eventually? Maybe. But the thing is, when you look at their bench, there's no one that they could have thrown on offensively to create a difference. Very short bench. I think they had six players on the bench due to all the injuries that they had and, and stuff like that. So bench was very short. So 
you know, when you look at things like that, if you could have frustrated them for maybe another four or five minutes, maybe the result is different. Maybe Red Star catches them on the break like they did in the first half on the counterattack, and we score a second. And now we really get into a shallow and we defend with 11 guys, right? So it, it's football. It's, it's these little things that kind of happen that can sway a match one way or the other. And that happens ever so often. And then the third goal, Rodri, just an excellent goal. Um, I think Doku was in the middle of it again. They kind of reset it to the top of the box. Uh, Rodri got by Jean-Philippe Cresso rather easily. I'll talk about Cresso a little later on. No defenders really picked him up, and then he just picked um, Glazer's left-hand side and slotted into into the far corner, which Glazer wasn't going to stop. And that's the third goal, and that's 3-1. So, valiant effort. Um, there were some chances that we had later on in the match. Uh, one city kind of took out all their reserves and, and threw on the bench. We We created some some things going forward. It's just not enough to really um, threaten City as much. I think that there was that one chance where even he kind of took it from our own half and and he beat one or two players and then he was at the top of the 18-yard box and he just kind of shot the shot go wide. Now, that's something that you got to do a little bit better. Uh, I think that when you when you're already you've already ran the length of the pitch almost and you get so close to goal i understand that you're you're kind of tired at this point but you have to have a, a a better shot on net and he just couldn't just couldn't get it um uh get it to go in and i think that's one that that i kind of look at and i'm like man you know if we did a little bit better on that we maybe put them at risk of maybe even drawing this game and then there was the play where Bukhari and, and, and Huang had... Bukhari laid it off Huang from probably a 16, 17-yard... I think it was in the 18-yard box. And he just... The ball barely got to Ederson, which you have to do better with. Again, like I said, you're not going to get many many chances, so you have to use them. But look, this was Huang's first match with with um, with Red Star, 82 minutes. I was impressed. He really is difference maker in that midfield. I think he's exceptional. He can run for days, although he he just arrived here. He didn't really have a summer of, of football. Like he didn't play for Olympiacos, so he he hasn't played much. Uh, so that's something that he's gonna have to work on. But once he gets there, I, I think he's gonna be a great addition to the to the team. And and I'm looking forward to seeing him when he's at his best because he really can't control. He doesn't panic on the ball, which is against a team like Manchester City. You would think that you know some of these players would panic with the ball at their feet. He didn't panic at all, and um, good touch, gets teammates involved, doesn't give up. He could run for days, so I'm, I'm looking to see him when he's finally reached his his peak um, here. Uh, Slamanich, I thought, had a had a solid match. Maybe not solid, good, uh, but he there's, I mean, he's a 20, 19, 20-year-old 20 kid. He has still a lot to learn, and this Manchester side overpowered him at, at times, which is, you know, to kind of expect. Um, talk about the subs really quickly. Peter Olainka, uh, Jean-Philippe Crasso. I'll talk about Jean-Philippe Crasso. So there's a lot of people who are saying that they weren't impressed with him and all this stuff and how he's walking around the pitch. That's the way he plays football. He's very nonchalant. And the thing is, he's been like that since he's probably started playing football. I watched a lot of his YouTube stuff before he, 
came to Red Star once the, you know, rumors started circulating that he could sign. That's just the type of player that he is. That's how, that's how he that's how he plays. He's just nonchalant. And there's football players like that around the world now. Right? There's still guys like that. It wasn't an issue earlier in the season because we were scoring four or five goals every match. Every match we're scoring four or five goals. And no one talked about it because we were winning. So now we've lost three of the last four. And now it's an issue because we're trying to blame problems on anyone and everyone. So that's why it's become an issue now. I don't think it's that big of an issue. I I still think he's a very quality footballer. But this is why he came from the French League Ligue 2, right? Second tier. So maybe if he was not nonchalant, he'd be at a bigger club. But that's just the way he is. And he's still so damn good even when he's nonchalant. Like his shot from, from I mean, it's just crazy. So that was that was the kind of, that was the surprise, I think, of the match for me that, that he didn't start. And like I said, uh, NDI, I thought, was, was good as well. He's solid. Uh, Peter Olenka, we didn't honestly t- see too much of him, so it's not fair to comment. There's a few balls that he tries to chase down. Peter Olenka, I don't know how much he's going to score, and I don't know how much he's going to assist, but he works hard. And you need players like that on every squad. He scored a lot when he was at Slavia and assisted a ton. But I don't know how much he's going to do it for this team. We'll see going forward. Hopefully he does. I just I just don't think that goal scoring and like assisting and all that stuff is is his game in terms of on this team where there's so many guys who can kind of do that stuff. I don't know how many he had at Slavia, but there's probably a lot more here playing for Red Star. Uh, Vladimir Lucic came on as well. Um, he had a really nice play against uh, Kyle Walker where twice he kind of sent him the wrong way, crossed the ball, nothing happened from it, but um, kid isn't short of confidence. That's something that I really appreciate about him. Uh, there's some things that he still has to work on. He does a lot of a lot of good work off the ball, and he's a willing defender as as a left back or right or left wing or right wing, depending on where he plays. There's a lot of stuff that he that he's that he's willing to do. He's a little selfish at times, which I'd like to see him work on. Um, Kings Kongwa came on in the 82nd minute, so we saw about 15 minutes of him, so to say, with injury time. That like this is the guy that we need. Small sample size, but he worked extremely hard. I think he took it to heart that he didn't start this match and that he knows that he can do better. So I want to see more of that from him in the domestic league as well, because he he's kind of like Krasso. He becomes nonchalant with his passing, and it led to a goal when we lost to Chukarichki last week, or ju- this just this past week. You can't be nonchalant on the ball. I know, I understand it's the Serbian League and whatever. It's not the Champions League, but you can't be nonchalant. You have to still um, be able to to keep your head in the game and to do great things on the pitch. And, and he's an he's an extraordinary passer of the ball. Like in the final third or when he, when he needs to send in a player, like a through ball, he's excellent at that. He has a really good shot. But it's like something goes off in his head sometimes where he's just becomes nonchalant he's almost like Kanga Kanga is pretty much the same thing Kanga's outstanding like shooting from a distance is is probably the best on this team best on the last probably 
10 years that we've seen of, of Red Star football, apart from Miliash, I think he's probably the best. So there's just some things that that, that Kangwa needs to work on. And I think they really took it personal that he didn't start. And that's why he came on and, and he showed that he was willing to fight on the pitch. He was came into some crunching tackles as well, which I'm glad to see. But we need to see more of this. This is why we brought him in. He needs to kind of put this all together. And I understand the defensive part. I understand it's it's not in everyone's you know genes to to be an excellent defensive player plus also be a great attacking player plus also do all these other things. But you know what I mean? If you show yourself in a good light, you're going to get another chance to play. And I like what I saw from him, like I said, in the, in the 15 minutes or so that he was on the pitch. And he just needs to keep that up as well. Um, I think with the center back thing, I, I think now with, with Jiga kind of proving his, for getting through, I like to say, his initiation against Manchester City, I think he's going to get a lot more playing time here. I think Degenik had a stinker against Vozdovac in a match that we lost. We were down 3 nothing, 3 nil, and then ended up cutting it to 3-2 and just couldn't get that final goal to tie it at 3-3. Uh, we'll see what happens with him. Um, Spych, I, I don't think, was that good against Trukadicki. So there's room in that center-back position. Uh, Sujan Mihailovic, who I thought was excellent at uh, right-back yesterday. Sorry, Mitrovic played uh, left wing and then Mihailovic played uh, right back. So he's like a Swiss Army knife on this team, Mihailovic. He can play... Uh, his natural position was a was a CDM. And then this season, um, Bakar pushed him back to center back. And then now he's been pushed to right back. And I thought he was outstanding. He ran out... Not outstanding. I thought he had a really good game. I thought he ran out of gas like once we got to the 75th, 80th minute. And that kind of makes sense. I mean, you're trying to keep up with Doku and, and Foden and Bernardo Silva when he was on the, on the pitch. So... Um, sorry, Bernardo Silva was on the opposite side, but like Foden and, and Alvarez and stuff like that. So he got worn out a little bit and he's played a lot of football this season as well. Um, so hopefully this, this week of week of rest does him well. Like I said, you could kind of throw him all over the place and he does extremely well. Rodic still starting at left back. Uh, he's really the only answer we have. Lazar Nikolic wasn't registered for the Champions League. We sold Irakli Azarov to uh, Shakhtar Donetsk. So he's not on on the in the squad anymore. Uh, yeah, that that position is going to be interesting to see what happens there. I assume that if we go with four at the back, that Rodic is going to start again. I don't think he had a particularly great game. I think he was okay. He he blocked a lot of shots actually. I think he had three or four blocks. I didn't think he was great. I think he had an okay game. Um, so, so there's that as well. And I think the middle of the pitch there, like with Huang and Stamanich, I think that's, that's the guys that we're going to go forward with for the rest of the season, God forbid, barring any injuries, uh, to any of the players. But I think those are the two guys we're going to see in the middle of the pitch. And I think up top, we're going to see some sort of rotations with maybe Jean-Philippe Crasso plays with, uh, Sharif NDI. We'll see if Peter Olenka gets in there as well. Olenka could play, um, right wing as well. So he can defensively, Olenka is very good as well. So kind of like the Mitrovic role that he played currently. Uh, Bukhari, we'll see what happens with him as well. I think this could be the last three or four months we see Bukhari in a Red Star kit. I, I think he has a good chance of getting sold in the, in, in the winter. And eventually, if he doesn't go sold in the winter, I think he's going to go in the summer. I think that there's going to be a lot of suitors from, from the big five leagues that are going to want his services. And I think it's going to be red, too much for Red Star to um, decline an offer for him. I think he's a very good player. Um, obviously he has his weaknesses as well. 
but um, he's a very good player, and there was even talks, you know, in the summer if he was going to leave. So yeah, we'll see what happens with his transfer going forward. But I think with Jiga and and um, Djagovic, I think that they've kind of cemented themselves as the center backs, and then Mialovic, if you want to play with three at the back, three center backs, then you could throw Mialovic there as well. Um, just looking at some of the stats, uh, total attempts, 37 attempts for for uh, Manchester City, 104 attacks, 12 corners to Red Star, zero, 95% passing accuracy, which is crazy, Red Star only 78. That's honestly, even whenever we played in Europe, whether it's Champions League or Europa League, the passing accuracy is brutal. Like 78 sounds like it's pretty good. It's really not that great. I would say 80 is like average. And it's always around 70. We're always one of the worst teams when it comes to passing accuracy. Um, passes completed, 703 for Manchester City. This is all off the um, UEFA Champions League site. So uh, 741 attempted, 703 completed. We had 241 uh, attempted, 187 completed. Um, distance covered, pretty much the same. Uh, City covered two more kilometers. And like I say, it said saves 13 to 1. Um, balls recovered 30 26 for Manchester City. Um, we have Young Boys next, and Manchester City has Leipzig. Leipzig beat Young Boys 3 1 in the first match. So, you know, looking at this match as, as, a, as a whole, what were we expecting going into this match? Um, I think most of us expected. Red start to lose. I don't think that's. I don't think that's uh, crazy for me to say. A draw would have been, I think, a crazy result for us. Um. And I don't want to say we were almost there, but like we had them on their heels a little bit. Um. Next game against Young Boys, it's um we have to get the three points, especially at home. Uh, I think the Young Boys matches we have to get six points if we have any chance of going any further in Europe, whether it's Champions League or Europa League. We have to get all six points. And then if we can somehow pick up four against Leipzig, I think that'd be great. Uh, two against Leipzig, so you're at eight, might be enough for Europa League. One thing to remember also, we have Manchester City at home in our last match, so the sixth match. Manchester City could also could be through to the next round uh, by then. So it'd be interesting to see the team that they field in Belgrade against us. So that's just something to keep in the back of your mind. Uh, they have a lot of injuries. I think that they they could potentially lose to Leipzig in Germany. I, I think it could happen. It's unlikely, but I think it, it, it could. Leipzig is a very good team. And, I mean, they're going to create a little bit more than we did, for sure. So that's going to be a very interesting match. Um against Leipzig and, and and again that takes place next match day because we have uh, young boys so yeah that's the podcast for today uh, brief briefly want to talk about uh, Barack Bakar really took a chance with starting Jiga as, as a center back and I think it paid off for him I think he knows his squad well I don't think what has happened or transpired in the domestic league losing two of the last three I don't think it's the end of the world by any stretch of the imagination I think this team is very good I think this team is deep and I think we'll be able to, you know, get those points back that um, that we lost, you know, two of the three matches. But very organized yesterday. I liked what I saw. 
And now we just need to kind of stretch that into the domestic league. We have this week off. So um, because of our Champions League match, where we asked the league to postpone the match against um, TSC, which is a very good team in the, in the Serbian league. They're, they've been in the league for about five, six years now. They're always top four or five. Um, so next Wednesday, we have Young Boys at home. So I'm looking forward to that match as well. Um, yeah, like I said, that's the podcast for today. Uh, remember, you could hear this episode on Anchor FM, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, or wherever else you listen to your podcast. To remember to subscribe on the podcast, especially on Spotify. And uh, thank you guys for listening. And like I always said, we'll catch up again uh, down the road. Take care, guys.